welcome to this episode of the Chris Sarenson podcast. Um, so tonight is a solo episode and I'm going to review all things of week five. Last night's episode of The Bachelor was crazy to say the least and very dramatic. So no guest tonight because I'm just going to dish you all of my thoughts on this episode. So let's just dive right in. Um, so we start the night with um, Matt kind of coming in and addressing uh, the situation of the bullying and mean girls in the house at the cocktail party. And this was phenomenal. I thought that Matt handled this really well. Um, you know, there's controversy about Matt as Bachelor. Some people think, you know, he's doing a great job. Some people uh, think he's not that great. I don't know. I like Matt as a bachelor. I think he's doing solid. And the reason I say that is because let's think back to a year ago when Peter Weber was a bachelor. How would he have handled this situation? And I know for a fact that it would not have been the way that Matt handled this situation. Peter Weber would have Uh, you know, given Anna, like, a a rose and Victoria a rose, Matt said, no, let's cut the crap and let's send them both home. But he didn't even do it in, like, a mean way or he did it in just the classiest way by being like, hey, like, I don't think you're a bad person, but you just, you were off and I don't really want this in a relationship. And so he sent them both home. Um... I just thought it was funny when Matt came out and told the girls, like, hey, I've heard some rumors, apparently, that they could be, um, you know, ruining somebody's life. The look on Anna's face was priceless. Also, I have to say, this episode, Anna looked the most like Hannah B I have ever seen. They looked like twins, like Anna was Hannah B's evil twin. If somebody made a movie about that, they should play twins because they they looked identical in this situation. Of course, the only thing that um, disidentifies them is Anna's extreme clenched jaw syndrome. I don't know what's going on with that. But um, yeah, what a night. What a night for Anna. What a night for Victoria because both are gonzo. I want to start with um, Anna though. A lot of interesting thoughts on Anna. I'm not going to say I told y'all so, but I told everyone, like, early on, I said Anna's going to be the head honcho when it comes to uh, the villain, villainous drama spewing. And she was. And this episode, we see the revenge on that. Um, did I think Anna redeemed herself? Not really. I don't think she... I don't think the apology she gave, you know... I think it was more of a, I got caught. Like, I screwed up, but I'm sad because I got caught screwing up. And yes, to a to a point, I think she realizes um, how poor of a decision she made and how, like, just awful what she was saying. Um, but I also think that if the cameras hadn't been rolling and if Matt hadn't found out through Katie, then I don't know if Anna would have cared as much. I think, you know, this coming out like this was a little bit of a slap in the face and a slap of reality for her, that being like, 
oh yeah if you uh do this kind of if you act this way you will get called out and it's not the kind of behavior that somebody your age uh should be performing so i i just thought that was an interesting uh time and obviously we saw her in the limo going home um rumor is she uh is you know deleted her instagram so i do feel for her in the sense that she is definitely getting some hate right now on the internet which come on if you this is a tv show if you're dming these people like as much as i don't like victoria or i don't like anna like in what world do does anybody think it's okay to dm them and like call oh my god i can't stand my fucking toilet it's just screaming again this is what this happens every single time somebody else in the building flushes this is called living in a dorm like this is just what happens anyways so uh, moving on from that, um, Anna, let's see, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, if real low of people to, like, call these people out on Instagram and such for being bullies, but then to just also bully them right back. Like, they already got their own piece of medicine. They don't need to hear more from you. They already have the humiliation of being widely disliked from their image on national tv so that's my thoughts on that so you know anna's gone then we move over to the rest of the cocktail party and which kind of just escalates now into um everybody apologizing and trying to go into uh fix it mode band-aid mode because they saw what happened to anna you especially see this with victoria who okay i have a few things to say this dress and y'all let me rephrase and say i know it's not nice to pick on these small things i love this right after i said don't you know retaliate this is different though this is uh, just these are just minor things you know i'm not i'm not trying to cyber bully victoria here i just think it's funny how disheveled she continues to look on on the show um but yeah her her dress was uh, I just didn't like it. Like, she had this slit. But instead of the slit, like, going up to her calf, the slit kind of went all the way up to her bum bum. So it was, like, kind of like she wasn't really wearing... Like, she was wearing a cape for her pants. I don't really understand how to describe it, but I don't know. There, It, it just was weird. The color was kind of off. It was like a, a, a putridy orange metallica copper look like it was like she was trying to dress up as a as a penny or something and then on top of that you know when she's crouching down crying you of course see that once again she has chosen to wear a standard bra with this uh fancy formal dress like girl does not own a lucky strapless as they say and bring it on but hey that's that's victoria so you know, I think a whole other character of The Bachelor this season has been Victoria's bras. So uh, while I won't miss Victoria, I kind of will miss seeing what bra she's wearing each week and seeing, you know, what item off of the uh, Victoria's Secret. Eh, I don't think she shops at Victoria's Secret for bras. She probably gets them at like the Kohl's like women's bra section. I don't know. Seems like it. Um, so yeah, that's... <laughs> That's unfortunate. Anyways, 
we see her kind of go into all these uh, apology modes. My favorite one was when she went up to the girl who she took the crown of on that girl's night one. And she was like, oh, you know I didn't mean it, right? And it was like, sis, that happened like two weeks ago and you didn't say sorry then. You waited this long to say sorry? Like, right, Victoria. Um, and then, of course, my other favorite was when, you know, after Ryan had complete or like, you know, told her truth to Matt and was like, Victoria called me a hoe for being a dancer. First of all, like, of all things, you're going to say somebody's a hoe just because they're a dancer. Like, Victoria, ah, she is just misinformed. Like, Come on, man. And then, you know, when Matt brings us up with Victoria, Victoria was like, oh, well, that was totally out of context. And then I just thought Matt pwned Victoria when he was like, in what context would that ever be okay? Because he was so right. And I I was just like, Victoria, you just got burned to the ground. Um, So, yeah, I thought that was a interesting interesting moment there um so yeah then we go into the rose ceremony victoria is obviously not doing well she's having a little tantrum um with the producers and uh i kind of lived for it um and then rose ceremony you know he gave roses to all the people i kind of thought it was a power move of matt to give the new girls the roses first because they had been treated so poorly in the house and it was just kind of a little bit of a fuck you to the varsity squad um and you could see it in their eyes that they were like oh shit like we know what side matt is on in this scenario um so yeah and then it comes down to it and of course victoria doesn't end up getting a rose um which like i saw coming but also i didn't see coming like obviously we all knew it was victoria's time to go but of course a part of me in my head was like there is no way the Bachelor producers send her home right now. They're going to keep her because they just want to push more drama into us. But I think the time was right. I think if we had Victoria around for just even one more week, like, everybody would have been like, nah, that's it. Like, we cannot do another week with this girl. So, honestly, I think I think it was time for her to go. And, you know, good choice to Matt. Just sending, getting them both out of there, getting Anna out of there, getting Victoria out of there. Like, that was definitely a good move. Um, and then <laughs> Victoria, she goes up to Matt and she's, you know, she has to go out with a bang. There was no way Victoria was just going to walk up to Matt and be like, bye, like, I hope you find me love on this journey. That was never gonna happen. Never. And if you thought that, then I'm sorry, you shouldn't be watching this show. No, Victoria was not gonna go quietly. She had something to say. And so she goes up to Matt and she's like, I forget, like, the exact thing she says, but she's basically like, I cannot believe you picked all of these people over me. Um, And then she says, my favorite thing is she says, I will never date another Matt ever again. Oh, if your name is Matt, you better sing to the heavens that this girl does not want to date you because that would be some trouble right there. So Matt, King Matt James just saved a lot of Matts from, from a toxic relationship. 
So, you know, Victoria executes her ex, ex, excerpts herself out of there. Um, Matt didn't say anything to that confrontation, and I loved it. Like, he didn't even give her the time of day for that. Um, and then in the confessional, Victoria is like, why would it, yeah, um, they get rid of me? Like, I bring, or no, she goes, the girls are going to be so sad that I'm gone. I bring them so much joy. Oh my gosh, this had me laughing. Like, this is this is when I was like, okay, she can't be a real person. Like, you can't have this little self-awareness. But who knows, maybe there were some alliances she formed that she was thinking specifically on. I don't know. But I just found this line so comical. Anyways, night ends. Rose... Uh, Rose's, oh, I forgot what it's called, Rose Ceremony comes to an end. That's all done. Um, next day, we have um, a one-on-one, and that one-on-one is with Rachel. Um, Rachel, you know, I kind of knew, we kind of all have seen that Matt likes Rachel. Um, she, Rachel's gotten a lot of airtime. Not like a ton, but you know, she's definitely one of the girls that they always pan over to um, or that always has little, um, what are those called? Com- conf- confrontationals, um, confessionals. Uh, so, you know, we've gotten to know Rachel, but seeing this one-on-one really shows how much Matt likes her and how far along she is and how far ahead she is. So, you know, they go shopping. Um, the uh, stylist in the state, fun fact, is actually Beyonce's stylist. Um, he's from Texas and he does uh, Beyonce's uh, styling. So um, not only did Rachel walk away with Louboutins and thousands of dollars of clothing, but she also got styled by the guy who styles Beyonce. So um, even if she doesn't get Matt, like... <laughs> she this date alone is like half of everybody's dream um except i have to say some of the outfits that he put her in like that first dress with the yellow and the black i was like god no um and this date in general like yes i would have loved to go on a date to get all of these outfits and clothings but I just find the shopping thing, like, so cringy. Like, as a first date, I just, I, I wouldn't want to do that. Like, it just seems awkward and weird to be, like, trying on clothes for this guy and be like, oh, like, do you like this on me? And then, like, him trying on clothes. I don't know. It seems like something you do when you're, like, a, a, you know, solid couple. Like, that's something you would do, like, after you dating for a while. But, like, as a first date kind of situation or just getting to know each other, I just find the scenario so awkward and cringy. Um, but that's just my thoughts. But other than that, like, of course you would want to be on this date just because of the sheer amount of goodies you get coming out of it. Um, Matt and the turtlenecks... I, it looks good on him, don't get me wrong, but it also, I don't know if it's just me, kind of also makes him look like a bobblehead. Like, I feel like the turtleneck accentuates um, how big his head is, and so he reminds me of a bobblehead when he wears them. But other than that, you know, can't go wrong with a good classic turtleneck. Um, and it's Matt James, so, you know, nobody can really uh, can really bad talk the style or the, or the vibes there. So... 
then, you know, Rachel comes back to all of the girls and she has these bags of clothing and the Louboutins and all the shenanigans. And you can see the visible dismay and sadness and jealousy on the faces of these girls. Like they looked like some of them looked like they were straight up about to cry. Like, and maybe I would too, because not only are you getting um, a one-on-one date with, you know, The Bachelor, but you're getting all of this extra stuff that people would just, in what world, like, does anybody get all of that for free? Not that stuff matters, but it's just like an added sting on top of everything. It's like the cherry on top of the icing, the straw that breaks the camel's back, like, you know, you're already, it's already annoying that they have to watch her go on a date, but on top of that, they just get to watch her, like, get all these designer items for free, and that must hurt, but, you know, some of them took it like a champ. Um, at this point, I kind of found, we haven't seen much of Piper, but I kind of thought she was being annoying, like, she was off, like, just being so emotional about it, being like, that I just am so scared of my connection with him, I wanted this date so badly, um, and, you know, you can feel passionate about it, but something was off about her in that moment. Uh, then Rachel and Matt have the dinner portion of the date. This dress that Rachel wore, the blue one that was sent to her, I think Matt picked it out, or maybe the stylist, maybe, I think his, I forget what his name was, starts with T, but Beyonce stylist, uh, whoever picked it out, gorgeous. This was a stunning dress. Like, she must have felt like the princess of, uh, Western England hemisphere of the Carolinas, I don't know. So, she looked fantastic. Um, and they go to dinner and they reveal to each other that they're starting to fall in love with each other. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is fast. Like, I, you know, Maggie's really good at keeping us on a loop because every time he has a one-on-one with these girls, I think he is in love with all of them. So it's kind of hard to tell which ones he like loves, loves, and which ones he just likes because I feel like he does a really good job of like making us think that he has really great chemistry with all of them. Uh, I don't know what it is, but every time he has a one-on-one, I'm just always like, oh, it's definitely gonna be her. Um, And you know, coming out of this one-on-one for sure, I was like, they have a solid connection. Like you cannot convince me otherwise that Rachel is top two. I I really think she is, um, and in all honesty, you know, Rachel is interesting because I don't. She, there's something about her that I'm like wary of, and I know where it comes from. There's a lot of rumors and stuff going around on TikTok and on the internet, um, just about uh, her. Um, I guess her morals and, you know, stuff seeing that she's a, she was a bully in high school, stuff about her being problematic, uh, in terms of, you know, uh, say, having some, uh, racist commentaries and other stuff like that. And so, uh, it's a little, it's a little iffy because on one hand, the show paints her in a really good light. Like, ABC is giving her a great edit because the show's making her look like somebody I want to be friends with. But then all this other stuff is being said and it's like, ooh, like, yikes. But at the same time, it's just like, how much of that can you believe? Because, you know, and look, I'm not 
condoning anything. I'm not defending any of these actions. I'm just saying that we don't know how much of it is true. We don't know. There's no, like, you know, there's... It's hard to say what's true. And it's also, like, a lot of people bringing up stuff from high school. Like, obviously, you know, hold people accountable, but... in actions in high school you know I don't know if it's completely fair to judge somebody solely on what they were like five to six years ago um especially when the world was so so different then um but you know definitely uh I think the thing is we we definitely have to wait and see how Rachel addresses all these things being said about her. Um, I've heard, you know, that she may go on to the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast or other podcasts. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping that during the time she addresses this stuff and says, you know, well, this is my side of things or gives a little input, you know, and if it is true, holds herself accountable. So, um, you know, only time will tell. But at this point in the show, it does make me wary of her. Um, you know, while the show is giving her a great edit, in my heart, I'm like, uh, like, her and Matt seem to have great chemistry and he really seems to like her and she seems pretty nice. But at the same time, like, yikes, like, I don't, I don't know what's true, what's not. And, uh, what if it's like, uh, you know, what if this all just comes out and blows up as a big scandal? Like, that wouldn't be good. So, um, I guess we'll see what develops with Rachel. Um, so, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Um, so then, okay, we have a group date. Um, the group date was, like, a little farming, (laughs) farming, uh, expedition. Um, this was interesting. I can't say this was my favorite date that they've ever done, Um, I just kind of thought it was a little boring, um, but obviously this is where it sparks the next stage of Mean Girlness. Once you get rid of the- they got rid of their two main villains this episode. They got rid of Victoria and Anna, so obviously the producers were not gonna let us go slack-free without an antagonist for the rest of the season. They moved to the next person, which was of course MJ, and ugh. I am sad about this because the first few episodes, I really liked MJ. I thought I was going to really like her. I thought she was going to be a favorite of mine. And, you know, I'm going off of that not on any basis other than I liked her limo entrance because I thought, like, the pizza thing was kind of chill and her, like, fumbling with the door was, like, kind of vibey. And I also liked her hair and I thought she seemed, like, uh, I don't know, like, low-key and down-to-earth and chill could not have been more wrong and this episode clearly shows it mj is she's something else like she is just trying too hard to be overly aggressive um she's she's dramatic about different situations like her in the pen with the pig or i forget i guess it was a pig i forget what it was or oh yeah it was a chicken the guy was trying to give her a chicken and she was freaking out like Come on, MJ. Do you, are you really that scared of it? Or are you just trying to make a spectacle here um, and make it a scene all about you? So, 
um, that's when I started to really sense that, you know, the show was going to turn and make MJ the next villain. We kind of saw her get feisty last episode and kind of side with Anna and be kind of like the henchman. But then I thought once Anna left that maybe she would phase out and be okay and that maybe, you know, it was just her and Anna together were like a fueling duo uh, that just fueling each other up. But obviously we see that was not the case. MJ is just as bad. Honestly, I think MJ might be worse than Anna. I think, you know, that she is just so so feisty and not in like a good way like in a tearing other people down way and not giving them a chance to state state their truths and just not self-aware like has no um no want or desire to listen to what other people are trying to say and trying to help her with so um and then of course we see on this date that um Piper and Matt sneak away for a little makeout sesh. Um, very steamy, I might add. This was this was a, a steamy one. Um, and of course, MJ sees it. You know, some producer definitely told her, oh, MJ, go behind the stable and get this so-and-so or what. Um, and then set her up to just go see, see that whole thing unfold. And of course, because MJ's a little gossip, she goes back to the girls and is like, they're making out, blah, blah, blah. And is like, I feel so uncomfortable and, you know, makes a scene out of it to to arise more drama. And of course, the girls are like, oh, Matt has other connections. It's like, what did you think? Like, he's dating all of you. Like, there's 20 something of you. You know, you're not the only one he kisses, Kit or whoever. Like, they need to calm down. Obviously, I get it. it. Must be rough seeing this guy that you supposedly are really into with other girls, but that was, you know, that was clearly stated when you signed up for this show. Clearly stated. So you know, I get that it's hard to watch, but I don't know them being all dramatic about it. I'm like, all right, get over it. Um. So I was really happy once this day portion of the group date ended because it was boring for me. I was like, bleh. Um. But then at the nighttime Portia, we get all of the drama and I was so thrilled with that because I love the drama. Um, and you know, as much as I like get annoyed with these villain characters, at the same time, I'm like, without them, this show would not be good. I get so sick of people being like, I can't watch this show because it's so dramatic. Like it's all about the drama. It's not about the love. Who watches for the love stories? Like. To me, the love is not real. Like, I, you know, say what you want. I don't really think it's possible that they're actually falling in love in the amount of time that they have for this show. I definitely think it's possible for them to fall in like and then date and later down the road fall in love. But for the one month or so that they're shooting, I don't buy it. So for me, it's not about the love stories. Yes, it's kind of sweet to see them, you know, get get into each other and, you know, find their match. That is sweet. But the main draw for me with this show is the drama. Like, otherwise it's boring. The episodes where they don't have dramatic scenes and uh, all of that going on, I get bored. So yes, I like the drama um, and I like seeing the antagonists and like the people getting on each other's side and she said who said the dramatic music like 
I, and just the the bachelor being like, oh, should I send them home? Should I not? You know, the victory of when they finally get sent home. I live for all of it. And I feel like a lot of bachelor people, bachelor nation viewers do too. Um, you know, and as much as, you know, this is toxic behavior for like your own lives and, you know, you hope that people don't act this way in real life, like this is a TV show. These people are being riled up to act this way. They're, the producers are being like, all right, do this, do this. Um, for It's for entertainment. So in that regard, I enjoy it. Um, especially because I love drama when I'm not involved. So, you know, in that case, I like it. And it's just, at this point, you're stupid if you go into The Bachelor not knowing that you are going to get heavily manipulated on the show. Like, don't go in there unless you are stable enough to handle the heat and just know your own ground and know who you are as a person um, and have, like, the understanding that the producers will try to mess with you. Um, but, you know, they can't force you to do anything. The producers are not there, like forcing people to do stuff. I, I think that would be illegal. So he, they're just highly, highly um, encouraging and, you know, definitely using their sneaky skills to make things look certain ways. But um, nobody's forcing anything to do anything. Um, so, you know, if you're a person on this show, you have to go in with with yourself um your willpower and your understanding and your limits and um you know you you can just see like who has that as a strong understanding and who doesn't so that's that's my thoughts on that um so during the um little after party for the group date there's a lot of heat going around. Um, I don't even know how this escalates to this, but um, all of a sudden, Jasenia and um, uh, MJ start fighting. Uh, Katie gets in there a little bit, but it's just very confusing. Like, I don't... Oh, I guess it's because... I know. MJ goes off with Matt, and Matt's like, you know, one of the names thrown around in this Mean Girl group was you, MJ. And then, of course, when MJ gets back, she... Oh, and when she's with Matt, she's like, oh, my God, really? Like, that was never my intention. Like, how? I'm, I'm so sorry that you heard that. And when she comes back out, she's like, who the fuck told him like I am going to like I don't know I was like oh my gosh this girl is she needs some two-faced mascara or something um so I thought that was wild um and then um of course Jasenia is like okay but you are like you are being a bitch like you are being too much so just cut it out and these two uh you know it gets heated. They start going at it. Um, and all of the other girls are like, ooh, ah, like they don't really know how to behave. Um, and then, you know, I'll get into this a little more in a second, but I do want to take a pause to mention um, Abigail's appearance during this moment. So 
Abigail goes off with Matt and tells him, um, you know, something that's been on her mind, which is that if she were to have kids, there's a probable chance that um, they might uh, be born deaf. Um, and I thought, you know, first of all, that was very interesting to learn about because you don't think about those things all, all the time. Um, and then, you know, her talking that through with Matt, uh, it was it was a nice moment between them. And I think he was very understanding um, of her concerns and they had a little like um, bonding moment where they both related about being raised by single mothers um, and having fathers leaving them so I thought that was a nice moment um, I am curious as to what will happen with Abigail like I feel like she hasn't been getting as much screen time as I would like which is upsetting because she was like a wild success on the premiere like I don't think any um, contestant has ever been so well received during a premiere as Abigail has. Like the rise um, in just followers and pure like uh, overall positive perception of her just skyrocketed after the premiere and I feel like she hasn't been given that much airtime since then and I know we would all really enjoy seeing her more uh, because she is very refreshing from some of these other girls. Anyways, um, you know, we see this, um, well, we also go into, um, the next one-on-one, which is Matt and Kit. Who this one-on-one sent me because I just can't take Kit seriously. Not just because she's 21, which, like, look, you know, if you want to go on the show that young, that's fine, you do you, but... I just don't buy that Kit actually likes Matt. Like, I, she is so here for the clout and the followers and the fact that, you know, she was an influencer before this and has all this, um, you know, everybody keeps acting like Kit is a celebrity because her mom, Cynthia Rowley. Cynthia Rowley isn't that famous. Like, Cynthia's Rally's clothes are, like, in box stores and stuff. Like, she's not that famous. So, I could see Kit being like, oh, I have a taste of fame. Like, my toe is slightly dipped in the water. Now I want to fully submerge myself. So, I'm going to go on The Bachelor and get widely well-known. Well because, to, how many of you actually knew Kit before this show? Nobody. Um, so, everybody acting out here like she's already famous? No. Um, yes, her mom is a well-known designer, but her mom is not, not Gucci. So, that's just my thoughts on that. Um, but yeah, Kit, uh, they went to Matt's little apartment, uh, penthouse, whatever you want to call that, bachelor pad, and they baked cookies. Um, first of all, when Kit found out that they were cooking, she burst into tears and was like, I told him last week that I liked to cook, and he remembered. Oh, come on. Like, that's the standard we're setting here? Like, guy remembers you like to cook and sets up a cooking date? I, I just was like, really, Kit? You're gonna burst into tears for that? Also, like, you're not cooking. You're baking chocolate chip cookies. Like, that's so easy. Like, I don't know. I thought it was a little bit like Matt threw in the towel and didn't know what else to do and was like, all right, let's bake some cookies. Get me some Nestle Toll House uh, frozen dough or whatever. 
Um, and then, um, <laughs> they're baking. I can't stand Matt's apron that he's wearing here. Like, it just looks weird on him. It was too long. I don't know. There was something off about it. Um, it was, like, down to the floor, and he's a tall guy, so it just looked like he was wearing some sort of, like, robe, uh, situation. So, yeah, that was off-putting. Um, and Kit during this was so interesting and funny because she was like, my life has just been, like, gold Bentleys and, you know, red one, red runway carpets and all this other stuff and like high-end clothes and thousands of dollars and fancy stuff and it's like oh okay um and she's trying to play it off like that had been a struggle and I'm just like hmm sounds like your life has been pretty nice which don't get me wrong there is nothing wrong with having a good life this is something that irks me all the time when people are like oh so you haven't had any struggles in your life like, no, because some, like, you know, some people are fortunate enough to grow up in a situation where they haven't had to struggle because of the life their parents were able to provide or the life that they were just, ha you know, happily uh, given to them or, and, you know, that's not their fault. Just like it's not anybody's fault, like, if they, they're presented with a shitty life circumstance. Like, that, you know, your life circumstance is nobody's fault. It's just with Kate it's the fact that she wasn't owning I felt like she wasn't owning that and was like trying to make it a struggle when you can just say yeah I've had a great um privileged happy life upbringing like I've, I've had a life that was pretty uh satisfactory like you can say that instead I felt like she was like trying to find something to like make a sob story out of um, and that was just kind of irksome, which, hey, I've been there, you know, I've, I'm not gonna lie, I've had a very, very privileged life, I've had, you know, pretty much nothing that bad go wrong in my life, and, you know, I've felt the pressure to need to say something because other people were saying stuff, and I didn't want to, like, look like I was the only one getting off, like, you know, with nothing, nothing impactful, no story to tell, um, so, you know, to a certain extent, I get where Kit's coming from, but also, like, now being, like, watching it from the other side and watching it on TV, it's just, like, I just wish she would have just been, like, yeah, my family's rich, I, I'm very privileged, like, um, you know, I've had a good life. That's not to say she doesn't have problems, like, that's the other thing. If you're, you know, if you have a good life, how, I don't know why I'm turning this into, like, some sort of weird discussion. Like, I don't know. I don't usually talk about this stuff, I, so I don't know why I'm chatting about it now. It's just on my mind, so we're gonna, we're gonna delve into this while we talk about Kit. Um, but, like, you know, I'm not saying that she can't have issues, because you're allowed to have issues even if you have a good life. Like, you're allowed to have problems and things that make you upset. I just felt like the thing, what she was trying to say, I don't know, it didn't come off that way and it didn't come off gen genuine. Like, I feel like she wasn't really talking about, like, real struggles that she's had. Um, so that's just how I felt about it. Um, again, I don't really love Kit that much. I just think she's kind of fake. Um, she did seem a little bit nicer this episode, 
but at the same time, I, I can't really 100% get behind her, and I don't think she's gonna be the one for Matt, even though Matt seemed to pretty really like her in this episode, I kind of feel like, um, listen, I said before I like Matt, but hey, sometimes you just gotta spill the truth of what you think. Um, I low-key think Matt just likes Kit because she's very good looking. Like, that's my thought. Like, it kind of looks like a little, um, you know, a little blonde, blonde Barbie. Like, uh, she knows how to dress. Matt's very fashionable. I, I think uh, his attraction to Kit is purely physical and superficial. Like, I don't think he, they bond together on a deeper level. I just, I don't see the bond that he has with some of these other girls, uh, with Kit. So that's my thoughts on that. Um, anyways, that one-on-one date comes to an end. Um, and then kind of the ending of this, uh, the way this whole episode ends is, uh, they get a date card, and it says, Jesenia and MJ, let's figure this out, or something like that. So, obviously, that's a two-on-one situation, so we know Matt is going to bring these girls into a two-on-one, and somebody's going to go home. So, you know, we see them ride in the car together, so, so awkwardly. They strut out, and I mean they strut out. Like, they were runway modeling out of that limo. Um, I have to say, Justenia looked fire in that, like, blue ensemble. Just fire. I, I feel like Justenia was so overlooked this season. Like, I didn't even... I kept forgetting she existed until last night. But she is way underrated. I really like her. And, you know, her standing up to MJ makes me like her even more. Um... She was just speaking facts. Like, MJ was saying all of this nonsense, and Jesenia was the one that was like, you know, MJ, you act three different ways. Like, when you're with Matt, when you're on camera, and when you're with us. And MJ was like, what the heck? I don't do that. Like, are you kidding me? Like, just going off at Jesenia. And Jesenia was like, I'm just going to let you see this back on camera. And right there when I was like, oh, Jesenia, you are a smart girl, because she knew that you know, I would bet you bottom dollar that MJ is sitting on our couch this week, like, absolutely vomiting from watching herself on screen and just watching her behavior. So, I really hope this two-on-one goes the way I want it to. I hope it ends with, um, Matt choosing Jesenia. I kind of hope, you know, I know last season there, the Noah Bennett two-on-one, Noah played it really well by just letting Bennett talk himself into a hole and, you know, get himself into trouble. I really hope Jesenia has the smarts to do that and to just let MJ self-destruct. So we'll see where this goes next week. Um, I really hope that uh, things turn out well for Jesenia. Um, In the promos, there's a lot of interesting things that I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing the massive blowout fight that looks like goes down between Katie and Serena C. Only because I'm like honestly stumped about who's on the right side here and who isn't because um, as much as I've been enjoying Katie's um, standing up for people and standing up for the girls in the house, like, who knows? Maybe next week she takes it too far and is, like, just snitching left and right. 
Um, and then Serena C. Everybody's been like, Serena C's a bad girl, whatever. I don't think so. Like, I, you know, I think she might not be the nicest girl. I think she might be, like, more of just, like, an upfront, like, this is how it is kind of girl, which can sometimes come off as, like, a mean girl, but... I think, you know, who knows? So I'm excited to see them beef it out. Obviously, Heather shows up next week, so that's interesting. Um, there's definitely going to be a lot of tea next week, so I think it's going to be a dramatic episode. Everybody uh, get your snacks ready and, you know, let's all enjoy it together. So that's all I have for this recap. I hope you enjoyed this solo episode and tune in next week for another amazing recap. All right, bye-bye.